Matthew chapter 18 tonight. Matthew chapter 18. I don't have a lot of verses. Uh, I'm going to read the first five verses. And then at the conclusion of my message, I'm going to read verse 6. But um, Matthew chapter 18, verse 1, it says, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, isn't that like today that we're living in? You know, is it, is it me, Lord? Am I going to be the greatest? You know, I've done this. I've done that. Uh, look at the miracles I performed. I've walked with you. And uh, that's, the, uh, that's the day and time that we live in now. People just love to pat themselves on the back. Instead of giving glory to where it belongs, like the preacher said this morning, uh, we, we just so much all the time just want to give self-glorification. Let me stop and say this. If it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ, we wouldn't be anything. We wouldn't do anything. It's through Him that we can accomplish anything. If we got what we deserved, we'll all be in hell tonight. It's just by the, His grace and by His love and mercy that I'm standing up here, that the singers are able to stand up here and sing. Brother Jimmy's up here. Brother H.C. up here preaching. I mean, you know, it's, it's by the grace of God. It ain't nothing that, that we've done. And Jesus is going to show them this. And he's going to use a little child to show them. And uh, verse 2 says, And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. Aren't you glad tonight that if you're saved and you one of his child that you can be in his midst? Amen. You're in the midst. Every, no matter what. I mean, we fail him That's right, and we... we backslide sometimes or we fall short or we, we do something. But God has never left us. Amen. No matter what we do, He, he is still right there in the midst. And all we got to do is just make things right with Him and we can have that relationship right there with Him once again. And He uses this child. And I love this verse right here. You know, salvation is the most simple thing. It ain't, it's not complicated. People want to make it complicated, but it, it's not. It's not complicated at all. And here's the key to salvation. Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye you sh you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now they're talking about Wanting to know who's the best, who's going to be the best in heaven. You know, who's done the best? Who's going to be rewarded? Well, Jesus saying, if you don't have a heart like a little child, if you don't humble yourself, which I'll read in just the next verse, and be converted as a little child, what does that mean? That's saying, I humble myself, I realize that I'm nothing, and that you're everything. And please forgive me of my sins that I do, that I have done, and come into my heart. And, you know, the great thing about children is, is I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself on my points, but the great thing about children is they're so innocent. They're, they're so pure. And that's, got, that's how we need to be. 
this, this old heart right here, it's wicked. And uh, it's vile. And uh, I, I've had people tell me, and I'm sure Brother Jimmy has, and all of y'all probably have, saying, uh, well, you have to trust your heart. No, don't trust your heart. Because your heart will lead you astray. And, uh, but if we have that, if we have that child mentality and we come to God and just, well, let me go ahead and read verse 4. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. You know who God is going to consider the greatest? It's, it's people that humble themselves like a little child. That little girl back there, I believe with all my heart every night when she prays that she is genuine. And, and God hears that little girl's prayer because she has no weakness in her heart. And, and that's why and we need to have, if we can have that childlike faith. And that's what I'm going to speak on just for a few minutes is childlike faith. Why do we need childlike faith? How do we have childlike faith? I mean, if, if we could just humble ourselves as little children. You know, the number one, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning a little bit. The number one thing I believe God hates. I mean, I know God hates all sin. And all sin is the same. But I, he, he, lists, he lists seven of them that he really hates. And the first one on that list is pride. He hates pride. And that's what's eating this country alive. That's what is eating most of our churches up. That's what's eating most of our homes up is pride. If we could get rid of this stinking pride and just humble ourselves as little children because in we are his children. We're, we're nothing. If, if it wasn't for him, we would all, it's no telling where we would all be. Most of us would probably be either in jail or in the grave, um, in hell. I mean, you know, but I'm so thankful that uh, for his grace and his love and his mercy and that he came and he died on that old rugged cross. If, if we don't, I love that song Sheila sung at the... Uh, at the house today, uh, so much to thank him for. I mean, we do have a lot to thank him for. But if we don't have anything else to thank him for, I'm thankful that he died on that old rugged cross so I can, so I can have salvation and I don't have to die and go to hell. If he don't do anything else for me ever again, he has done way, he has done way for me more than he should. And uh, I'm, I'm just so thankful. Um, there's a song, and I don't know if anybody knows it or not. It's, it's named, If I Stay on My Knees Day and Night, I Couldn't Thank Him Enough. And, that, and, that, and that's true. I mean, if, if I could stay on this altar for a week at a time and still couldn't thank Him or praise Him enough for everything that He's done for me. But um, how do we have childlike faith? What, what do we need to do? No, number one, I, I've got a few things written down here. I've got about ten. I don't know if I'm going to be
be able to get to all ten of them or not. My voice is already given out on me. But um, number one, children, and I've already said this, children are innocent. They're pure. They have a pure heart. And that's what we need to, to have. For us to have childlike faith, we need to get rid of this pride and have a pure heart and say, Lord, empty me of myself. I love how Brother Jimmy pre uh, prays before he preaches every message. And that's the way I feel. Empty me of myself and fill me up with your spirit. Because if I get up here and I try to do it myself, I'm going to mess it up. But thank God that with his power and, and his mercy that he can do something through me because it, it's not me. And, and if we could have that, you know, a little child, they don't know the woes of this world. You know, now as they get older, they, they do. And I mean, and what's so sad about it is that it's not taking long. I mean, it used to be children were so pure up till they were 10, 12, you know, even a teenager. But now, I mean, there's just with the schools and everything that's on TV, you can't even cut your TV on anymore. I mean, you know, and um, it's just, it's, it's sad to what kids have to endure. But they still have that pure heart. And that's why God is telling us right here, the only way to heaven, these, these men, these disciples was wanting to know who was the best, who was going to be the best. And Jesus flat out told them in his, in his way, well, before you got to worry about that, you better worry about getting to heaven. And the only way you're going you're gonna to get to heaven is to have childlike faith to um, humble yourself, be converted, and become as a little child in, in your heart. And, and number two, children marvel in God's creation. They, they are so appreciative of things. Um, I understand as they get older, you know, sometimes they expect a little bit much. And, and, and sometimes it's, you know, they don't show their appreciation like they should. And, you know, I'm not really going to dwell in that but you, you know <laughs> but uh, but they as children they appreciate what their parents uh, and, and what their grandparents and uh, I um, we as adults you know we don't appreciate God like we should we take him for granted I wonder sometimes how our husbands or our wives would feel if we took each other for granted the way we take God for granted. We don't appreciate the things He does for us. I mean, He, he could have just saved us and then took us on home. But He left us down here to glorify Him, to praise and worship Him, to testify for Him, to lift up His name. And what kind of example are we when we have lost family members, we have lost people, friends and all, and they just 
see this bloom and doom attitude that we have and this un, ungratefulness and, and, you know, we've got a lot to be thankful for. And sometimes we don't need to go around saying a lot of stuff because our actions speak a whole lot louder than, than our words do. And, you know, how, every morning, and I'm not telling nobody how to do their prayer life. I'm, I'm not. But every morning we ought to get up and just thank the Lord for waking us up for another day. For, and thank the Lord for everything that He's done for us. You know. And um, number three, children are trusting. They're very trusting. Um, they, they will trust in their parents and their grandparents. They will trust in, in uh, other adults. And that's what God wants from us, just to trust Him. I mean, if, if we could just have that childlike mentality, have that childlike faith, you know, faith of a grain of mustard seed would move a mountain. Not, not a, of a mustard seed, but a grain of a mustard seed. I mean that I don't even I can't even begin to fathom how small that is. But if we just had that faith, that childlike faith, you can tell a child something and and they'll believe it. And because they trust and 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 they believe. And look, we have got the greatest father there ever was, our Heavenly Father. And we ought to be able to trust Him. You know, I, I understand sometimes we wonder, well, why is things happening like they're happening? Why, why are we going through this? I mean, it, and that's natural, because as long as we live in this human flesh, we're, we're going to worry. We, we're going to, um, you know, have thoughts, and we're going to, uh, maybe even question sometimes why. But as a child of God, all He wants us to do is trust Him. Sometimes He lets us go through things so we can trust Him. Sometimes He lets us go through things because He lets it get so bad it's, it's because He knows that He's the only one that can fix it. And eventually we're going to we're going to turn to Him when we don't have anybody else to turn to. Amen? And children also, number four, children rely on others. And that's what we ought to do as Christians. Just like going to that family's house today. I mean, I know how much of a blessing it was for me. And I've ne never met the person. I've never met the people. But what a blessing it was. And I know it was a blessing for y'all. But it was also a blessing for them to be able. Because from what I understand, they hadn't been to church in a long time. And for us to be able to bring church to them. And, and I mean, what a blessing. Uh, and, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to rely on one another. When Brother Jimmy is uh, down and he's out and, and he's going through things... We are to step up. 
Brother Reed, Brother H.C., uh, Miss Teresa, any of us are going through problems. We are to step up and, and rely on one another and help. But not only that, but we need to rely on Jesus Christ. He's our Lord and Savior. And, and not only is He our Lord and Savior, but He's our Heavenly Father. He will meet our needs. You know one of the reasons why He don't meet our needs as much as He does? It's because we don't have that childlike faith. We don't rely on Him. We don't pray to Him. All He wants us to do is pray. And that goes right along with my next point. Children ask us questions. They do. They ask questions. If, if, if they want to know something, they will flat out ask you. I mean, no, no ifs, ands, buts about it. I mean, they don't cut no corners. And, and that's what God wants from us. He just wants us to ask Him. We are His children. He just wants us to come to Him and ask Him and talk to Him about anything. There's, there's no problem too big for God. I mean, we, we don't pray and then the Lord goes to Jesus or, you know, somebody say Moses or somebody and say, Moses, what am I going to do about that? I mean, you know, James is going through a lot. What? No, there's no problem too big for him. He just wants us to come to him and ask him and be just be willing to trust in him and have that childlike faith. And um, this, this next point is, it goes right along with the other two. Children are honest and bold. You want to know, uh, you, you want to know what people think about you? You ask the child. They will tell you. Lily, don't say anything. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, children are the most honest people there are. If adults can be as honest, because I understand sometimes, I, I, I know the look, um, I understand that sometimes honesty may not be the best policy. <laughs> honesty will get you in trouble sometimes. But, Jesus wants us to come to Him boldly to Him. And that's, you know, as a child, if a child has a problem, if a child, they will come to you and they will say, Mama, Daddy, Grandma, Grandpa, why is this going on? What is this about? Or, I don't like this. I mean, they're honest. And that's what God wants us to be with Him. Just be honest. Be, come, come before Him boldly to His throne. And, you know, you're not going to hurt His feelings. I mean, you know, He may not give you the answer that, that you want, but He will give you an answer. And um, number seven, children are eager to learn. They, they, they want to learn. And they, I know Chase and Silas 
Sometimes they'll talk about how great children's church is and how much Chrissy really had, teaches them. You know, they were talking about the lesson this morning. I mean, it's, it, it ain't too many Sundays goes by that they ain't talking about something that happened in children's church. And as parents, man, that makes us feel good. I mean, you know, and this church does an excellent job with kids and, and children. And, and, and they, they want to learn. They want to know. And it's a shame that they're more eager to learn about Jesus and about His creations and the things of Him more than us adults are. You know, sometimes we don't even pick this up. We can go days and not even pick this up. And y'all forgive me if it if this sounds if this sounds wrong. If it, I don't mean I don't know how how to put it. The one good thing about being able to help out in, in Sunday school, and the one good thing about being able to speak, is it gets you more into the Bible. And I'm ashamed to. Uh, please don't think bad about me, but there's there's days that I don't read like I should, and it and you know and I'm ashamed about that, cause there shouldn't be a day goes by that we don't pick up even if we I mean you ain't got to read five and six, seven and eight chapters, you know, uh, if you don't read but one chapter, if you don't read but a few verses, if you get them first few verses stuck in your mind and in your heart that's all that matters I mean people brag a lot you know well I read 10 chapters today well what'd you learn from it what'd you get what'd you get out of it I mean really and I'm not trying I mean I'm not trying to be smart adequately about that but that's that's the truth I mean and this is how we learn this is how we understand more is get in his word and and study his word because any answer that we need to know any question that we have is all right here and then lastly children know how to love they love unconditionally I mean, no, you can, you can get on to them, you can correct them, and then two minutes later, Daddy, I love you. Do you love me? I'm like, no, not right now. <laughs> no, he knows that's not true. But, um, and that's the great thing. I mean, why can't we be that way? What's so hard about, if we're Christians, we're supposed to love one another unconditionally. Now, I know, I understand it's tough sometimes. I do. I understand. We live in this flesh, and, and when people do what's wrong, the, the hardest, help me out here, Brother Jimmy, the hardest thing to do sometimes is love somebody that has done you wrong. But that's what we are supposed to do. I mean, look, look how we treat Jesus. But yet he still loves us. He never gives up on he never gives up on us. He he loves us unconditionally, and that's what we're supposed to do. Um, 
We're supposed to love one another unconditionally and be there for one another. I thank God for this church. I really do. And I'm not just saying that because of what y'all have done. I mean, I, I felt the presence of the Lord here every time that we used, we used to come here before we started coming here regularly. And that's why I think the transition was so easy for us. It's, it's, it's a bunch of loving people in this church. And that's a reflection on the pastor. Because as, as was said this morning, I don't know if it was said in Sunday school or, or the preaching, but a church is a reflection of its pastor. And this is a loving church because it has a loving pastor. It has a loving Miss First Lady back there. And, and you know, it, it's what makes it, and that's what we, you, so many churches are missing that now. So many, many churches, it's, I mean, you have, you have more drama in your local church now than you, than you do, I mean, you can go to a bar and not have as much, I don't know why I'm whispering, I'm trying to, <laughs> But you can go to a bar and have less drama than you have at some, at some churches. And that's a shame because we're all supposed to be Christians and we're all supposed to be in one body. This building right here is not the church. We're the church. And if, if we can't get along, you know, uh, my daddy always said, if you can't get along down here, how in the world are you going to get along up there? And, you know, but I'm going to read this last verse. And we are, if you're saved tonight, you are God's children. And He is our Father. And, and there's nothing that He wouldn't protect us from. And this verse right here, it's pretty, it's pretty blunt, but it shows right here, you do not mess with God's children. Verse 6, but whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were, it were better for him that a milestone will hang about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. That's as, about as plain as you can get. God's saying, you don't mess with my children. And we, we have to understand this. I know it's natural for us to want to fight the battle. I know it's natural when people come against us and they do things to us and, and they say things against us and they hurt us, it's natural to want to get them back. But we are God's children. He is going to take care of us. He is going to look after us. And he's got, matter of fact, the old saying, he's got our back, Jack. I mean, and there's nothing, nothing that this world can throw at us that he won't overcome. Not a, not a thing. I mean, all we have to do is go to Him 
and trust Him and have that childlike faith. That's all we got to do is just have that childlike faith. First of all, if we're going to get into the kingdom of heaven, we have to have that childlike faith to be able to just to say, Lord, I humble myself. I realize I'm an old sinner. I'm nothing, but I'm calling on you. I'm relying on you to forgive me of my sins, come into my heart, and save my soul. And then humble ourselves as children and let God fight all the battles. Amen.